today we light the Advent candle of love, and we remember that God came to us in love through Jesus Christ. We look forward to celebrating his birthday with a new sense of love for each other. Let us love one another, for love is of God. Let's pray. Dear God, give us the courage to share your love. Love for the unexpected challenges in our lives. Love for the weak in our midst. Love for the presence of God in all creation. Amen. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? The Swan Family does. The movie that the whole family must sit down and watch together each year is none other than How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Jim Carrey version. Now that says a lot about us, doesn't it? In fact, my family can quote the movie and does all year long. Some of the most quoted quotes from the movie come at certain events in our lives, like when we get paid, Joe will often say, the child mentioned a check. Or when I'm looking in my closet to get dressed, but what will I wear? And if we're tasting something new, well, what is it? Now, if you watch the movie this season, you can look for those quotes. The Swan family is an odd bunch, but full of love. And maybe that is why we like this particular movie so much. It is a funny movie, but full of love. Cindy Lou Who nominates Grinch to be the cheermeister when no one else even thought to include him in the celebration. When everyone else was afraid of the Grinch, love was at the center of her invitation. As I am sure you probably know, the story ends with fear being dispelled and the Grinch being welcomed and included in the town's celebration of Christmas, all because Cindy Lou Who cared. In my opinion, to say the Grinch is theologically silent would be a mistake. As much as I look for those funny quotes, I also look for the connections to our Christian story. It is said that Theodore Geisel, AKA Dr. Seuss, was not an overly religious man, but he grew up in the Episcopal Church. His earliest experiences of Christmas came when he joined the other members of the town's German-American community to sing Silent Night and O Tannenbaum. He was drawn to church in part by hymns and their use of rhyme and repetition. One particular hymn seems significant to him. He memorized, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, including those final lines, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Perhaps Geisel recalled the song's numerical reference when he depicted the Grinch's conversion in the book. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. The movie takes the spirit of the Christmas story found in our Gospels. A child leads the way as a messenger with a new invitation of loving that takes incredible courage. A child that would change the world. In both the Gospel of Matthew and the words from the prophet Isaiah, a messenger appears as a sign from God heralding a new era. This comes to us from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11. A shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. 
a branch will sprout from his roots. The Lord's spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of planning and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in fearing the Lord. He won't judge by appearances nor decide by hearsay. He will judge the needy with righteousness and decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. Righteousness will be the belt around his hips and faithfulness the belt around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the young goat and the calf and the young lion will feed together and a little child will lead them. The prophet foretells the one that would come to show us the way, a child that brings a new meaning to the word love. I have asked Brittany McIntyre to read for us the story as it comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. Now all of this took place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel from God commanded him and took Mary as his wife. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Now we talk a lot about Mary, the mother of Jesus the shepherds, the wise men, the angels, and of course the baby Jesus leading up to Christmas. But I don't think we give Joseph his due. What Joseph did took great courage. Joseph defied the norms of society and the rules of the day when he took Mary as his wife. He chose to believe even when society said not to. Mary was betrothed to Joseph in today's understanding, betrothal is a promise, but the process of engagement and marriage was quite different in the time of Jesus. Parents arranged marriages for their children. In the bride's early teen years, a formal betrothal occurred. This was about a year to a year and a half before the marriage ceremony itself took place. At the end of the betrothal period, a wedding ceremony and feast took place after which the couple began to live together as husband and wife. This betrothal, however, involved a contract with the payment of a bride price, and thus it constituted a binding legal procedure. This contract could only be broken by a legal reversal, which was considered a divorce. So this betrothal was a pre-marriage marriage. Sexual infidelity was considered adultery and subject to the legal penalties of adultery in that society. So when Joseph discovers that Mary is with child, he has some decisions to make. Old Testament law said that Mary could be stoned to death. Obviously, he did not want harm to come to her because this is not even considered here in the scripture. 
The question Joseph faced was whether to proceed with a public trial to determine whether Mary had had sexual relations with another man. This would establish Joseph's innocence in the pregnancy and force Mary's parents to repay the bridal price. Unfortunately, such a procedure would have subjected her to public disgrace. Joseph's only other choice would be to seek a private divorce. As we heard just now in the scripture, verse 19 says, Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. Joseph was a righteous man. In other words, a law-abiding man, one that followed the rules. So it is natural that he would begin to think about what must be done in the eyes of the law. However, God intervened and helped him see beyond his circumstance, something that would take great courage. Joseph's thinking about divorce was interrupted in his dream by the appearance of an angel of the Lord, a messenger. Now, both the Hebrew and Greek words for angel had the basic meaning of messenger. The function of the angel was to deliver a message from God to Joseph. Joseph is instructed to not be afraid to take Mary as his wife. Now, I don't know about you, but a dream like that may have made me wonder about what I ate the night before. I would have been tempted to chalk it up to a restless night of worry. But Joseph does not. He takes seriously the messenger's words, and Joseph chooses love instead of fear. Instead of being the one who would decide the plans for the future, he let a child lead them into a new path. Barbara Brown Taylor writes, According to Matthew, Joseph's belief is as crucial to the story as Mary's womb. God and all the angels are on her side, but it takes both parents to give birth to this remarkable child. Mary to give him life, and Joseph to give him a name. Jesus, son of David, from whose house the Messiah shall come. Joseph teaches us something very important. A new way of being, of relating and loving takes courage. Daring the present order of things so that a new and better day can be born. Joseph embodies sacrificial love and shows us what real love does for others in the face of fear. We have all been faced with tough decisions and times that are difficult. There is a question in making decisions that I used that was reaffirmed in my reading a few months ago. Am I making this decision from fear or love? Am I being driven by fear or am I being guided by love? Joseph could have been driven by fear of what others would say, what others would think, what others would do in light of Mary's pregnancy, but he didn't. With every reason to disown it all, to walk away from it in search of a cleaner, more controlled life with an easier, more conventional wife, Joseph does not do that. He chose to be guided by love, God's love. He claims the scandal and gives it his name. He owns the mess. He legitimizes it. And the mess becomes the place where the Messiah is born. 
Do not be afraid. Do not fear. They're good words of advice. Whatever you are going through, it may not be what you planned. It may be something that came out of nowhere and uprooted everything, but God's love may be born from it if you let love guide you. Because it is when we let love guide us that we know fully that God is present. God with us, Emmanuel. This Christmas, as you light your Advent wreath at home each week, and you light the candle of love, reflect upon the courage love takes in the face of life circumstances, and say these words, or maybe something like them. I believe even when it takes courage to love, help me be a messenger of your love today, God. God with us, Emmanuel. In the spirit of Christmas, may your heart be increased three times over with the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit this season. Amen.